A From Dublin to Cleveland Production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you today? Hey, friends. I'm great. Always great. Easter is such a celebratory time of year. It was family-filled, faith-filled, and food-filled. My three favorite F-words in English language. And now we're... How are you getting on? Ah, I am doing great. It's uh, been a sunny couple days. Very nice weather. Um, very cool and sunny and bright and no rain in this in this in, in sight. So uh, we've had the trees are starting to grow and start to bloom. So spring is on its way. And that's uh, always an exciting and encouraging time. Um, so before we get into our episode today, uh, we have, of course, you guys can send us an email from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. You can leave us comments in the YouTube section. Uh, we would love us, love it if you would give us five stars on either Apple podcasts or, um, Spotify podcast. You can find us there. You can find us on Facebook at from Dublin to Cleveland. You can search for us there. Um, and find uh, our Instagram handles um, at Brendan Thomas Merritt and at Banana Man Seventeen. Um, you can find us there, and I usually post all of the uh, the artworks for the week of what the episode will be, so you can find those on there. Um, and shortly, we will have our own ads coming uh, for um, specific companies that want to support us for some reason. So uh, <laughs> we're excited about it. Uh, it hasn't been official. We haven't gotten our marching orders yet, but we are in the process of doing that. So look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. It'll be similar to what we do here where we tell all the links of our podcast stuff. Um, and before I forget, you can also get your own t-shirt to support us as well from Dublin to Cleveland t-shirts. We have uh, in Irish colors, American colors, and of course we have the war on mullets with the toilet <laughs> roll the uh the correct way so um you can find all those in the links below i make sure those are put in so uh yeah get into get into contact with us you can be the next guest on our show if you want to um if you enjoy our guest episodes um yep so let us know and we'll we'll work in we'll figure those things out so uh with all that being said let's get into what our topics are for today so first up um we are going to do uh we're going to talk about pizza toppings. And so we have the good pizza toppings and the bad pizza toppings. So I am going to turn it over to Brendan. He's going to give us a list of his favorite pizza toppings. And then once he's done with his favorite toppings, we've talked about those for a little bit. We'll switch over to mine, which is Logan's not top five, which is the worst five toppings you can put on your pizza. And Logan will not eat that pizza. So Brendan, <laughs> take it away. What do you put on your pizza? You know what, when it comes to pizza, I'll be honest, you can't beat the classics. I do love myself some chicken. <laughs> yeah, It doesn't matter if it's southern fried, decat, if it's plain, couldn't care less. Chicken's chicken, and chicken is great. Yeah. Um, do you, so here's a question. Do you get okay. just chicken, or do you get other meats on it as well? Is it like, do you just, would oh, you order a just chicken pizza? pizza? Oh, goodness, no. I'm far too hardcore for the crack. <laughs> I haven't eat a, eaten a just chicken pizza since I was in, like, primary school. <laughs> okay. Which would be, like, you know, 12 and under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. We do have one in the freezer, which was bought three months ago with my brother. And if he doesn't eat it soon, I might just 
help myself to it for nostalgia's sake. But no, in general, I have at least three bits of meat on it, maybe four different kinds. Uh, another one that I really like is sausage. Ooh. I know some people are like, you know, oh, pepperoni is the way to go. Oh, you can't beat salami. Well, listen, it's all from a pig, friends. Who really cares? Sausage but a sausage, I actually like the the chewiness of it, but also the thicker consistency. And, mm. you know, salami and pepperoni, they're very, very thin, stick in your mouth. They're practically melting your tongue. They're gone within two or three seconds. Sausage, yeah. you get a bit of a chump, you know? Very true. I agree. Um, in terms of <clears throat> vegetables, my all-time favorite vegetable is the mushroom. It's just, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, I think if ever, for what, like, not that I would ever go vegetarian, I just simply wouldn't. I don't think it's a legitimate lifestyle. <laughs> 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 but if ever I, for what I couldn't eat meat, mushrooms would be my go-to substitute. Because they do have that chewy texture, mm. where it's almost like you're eating an animal. But you're not. It came from the earth. It's like the best of both worlds. I love myself yeah. some mushrooms. They're class. I can, I'll can. i give you some points. I, I, I usually don't like mushrooms, but I do think you cook them right. I think they're good. I think if you do it the right way. Whatever I'm doing is not the right way. So, <laughs> Cook them in butter. Rather than in oil. Mm. It just okay. gives them that extra mm, creaminess. They're Makes so sense. good. Mushrooms are just delicious. They're just fabulous. <laughs> um, I was in Germany a few years ago and I had a seafood pizza. That was an interesting one. It had octopus and squid on it. As oh. well as like, you know, chicken and pepperoni. And flies. They were really easygoing when it came to health and safety. <laughs> Usually, I don't tolerate people's nonsense. But for some reason, I didn't kick up a fuss, and I still <laughs> paid the bill. <laughs> but uh, that was a very interesting one, actually. Yeah, seafood pizza. I love squid anyway. Octopus is great. Mm. Um, lobster. Granted, the first time I ate one, it took me 45 minutes to figure out how to crack the shell. Oh, but, yeah. Right, uh, yeah. three hours to eat the whole thing, and my hands were raw by the end of it. You know, cutting through all the <laughs> pincers and claws. But, um, yeah, seafood pizza. Amazing. Such a novelty, but well worth it. Did they, um, when you made, when you ate your lobster, did they deliver, like, a special tool for you to eat that you didn't know what that tool actually did? The only tools I had was one the good Lord gave me before I was even born. Oh. My hands. Okay. Because where we go, we go to a place called Red Lobster, and they give you these okay. weird tools that I guess are supposed to, like, crack the claws and crack the back. And I'm just sitting here going, I don't know how to use this. And the lady was just like, do you want me to show you? And I said no, because I didn't want I'm her. To me to I'm a man. I'll figure it out. So I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out how to use it and to Google it. Like, I'm in my 20s and I need someone to spoon feed me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, no, I learned at it break. The shell of the lobster when I was in Koss. 
It was 45 minutes of trial and error. Googling it didn't even cross my mind. I was too hardcore for that. <laughs> um, so no, I, I I think it's its front had already been cracked open. So I, I ate that meat and then I said, I spent like 70 euros for that. Hardly. Yeah. So then I just kind of began experimenting. What if I just break this? What if I break that? If I pull at those long enough, will they break? And oh my goodness, there was just meat everywhere I looked. And uh, I basically, everyone else had already like long since finished eating before I'd figured out how to break up this bad boy. And then I was like, oh, here, you try some and you try some and you try some and you try some. And even people who'd never eaten fish before were eating it just thinking this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And the fifth one took me by surprise, actually. When I first found out this was a thing, I thought it was an absolute abomination and the culinary arts. And it was the notion of a dessert pizza. I know there are some traditionalists out there who say, you need to have sauce, you need to have cheese, you need to have friends. If it's got dough, it's a pizza, okay? So um, I just said, all right, let's give it a go. And it was Nutella, so chocolate spread, and strawberries. And I'm almost ashamed to admit this. It tasted so freaking good. (laughs) I've only had it the once. Um, It was an absolute indulgence just for the night that was in it. I was at a work Christmas party. But um, yeah. Beautiful. Sounds totally more like Because I mean, how do you def- how do we define pizza? Is pizza defined as it has to have cheese and and marinara sauce or pizza sauce and and a crust, or is it just eh, put whatever you want underneath the crust? <laughs> pizza can define itself however it wants to, whenever it wants to. Pizza dom is a spectrum. And that's what's wrong with my list. People people thought it could be whatever it wanted to be. And there are limits to what it should be. <laughs> so, uh, number You're one. You're a pizza-phobe, Logan. You're a pizza-phobe. A pizza-ist. A pizza-ist. <laughs> uh. All right, so before we start before we start my hate list, uh, let's start with an honorable mention that did not make this hate list. Uh, but tofu. All right, now not a real thing. I have not eaten tofu, I don't believe. I've I'm, I don't think I've ever tried it because why would you support the vegans? That's number 1. That's it. <laughs> I'm saying. Um even human. I, I do not understand the theory in life that vegans have that we need to worry about the animals. The animals were made to be eaten, and if it wasn't made to be eaten, then we don't eat it. But so we don't eat dogs because that's weird. But the the cows bring them on. The chickens bring them on. The the pigs bring them on. I don't understand this. So tofu. The animals don't even look after each other. They don't. No. They're too busy eating each other to care. The, Do you think that they probably, appreciate us not eating them? Good yeah, one. you could you could probably eat their brother right next to them, and they wouldn't care. They might even eat yeah. it too. So. <laughs> So that's for seconds. <laughs> so yeah, honorable mention, uh, tofu. Does not belong on a pizza. Uh, next, 
This is this is uh, number one or the first one I'll give you is honey mustard. Now I don't know. Maybe there's some of you out there who like to dip uh, dip your pizza. You like to dip it in maybe marinara sauce. Maybe you know even ranch is a bit crazy. But I'll I'll give you ranch. I'll let you use ranch on your pizza. Honey mustard though. Honey mustard is saved for hot dogs. It's also saved if you, I learned this, apparently if you have gas problems or, you, or you're feeling bloated, you take a little bit of honey mustard. Tastes terrible, but you'll quickly lose all the gas and burping that you've got going on. So there's your top tip of the day. Um, but don't put it on your pizza. Don't drizzle it over top. Don't dip it. Um, don't lick it. Don't do anything with it. Forget the honey mustard. Leave it at home. Enjoy your pizza. Enjoy your cheese pizza like you should. Don't put honey mustard on it. Um, next one I have for you is pickles. All right. Why are people putting pickles on pizza? Um, I have a friend, uh, a good friend, I'd say. Uh, love him. He's a great, great friend. Loves pickles. This man is pickle, pickle-centric, um, as some would say. And he wants to put pickles on everything. So he has, he, he gets apparently this summer and I don't, I don't know when, when he ate this. Cause I assumed I was hanging out with him a good bit, but I don't know when he made these pickle pizzas, but he had pickle pizza and was enjoying them. Um, like three or four times over the summer. And <laughs> he was telling me a story over the weekend that he, uh, he met this girl who also liked pickled pizza, but she took it a step too far and she wanted the dough dipped in pickle juice. And again, I'm, Ooh. I'm out. I'm out. He was out. We're all out. Don't, don't do that. And don't put pickles on your pizza unless your name's Alex, then you can do it. <laughs> uh, number three, I've seen this one making its rounds on uh, all the, reddits or whatever and it is bananas on a cheese pizza i'm sorry i can give you pineapple maybe i don't agree with it i'm not eating the pineapple but what are you putting bananas why are you ruining my brethren and killing them on the pizza do not do that eat the banana for breakfast and then have pizza for lunch do not mix them together don't this is not brunch don't put them together we don't want it um Sorry, don't don't be messing with my bananas and putting them on on your pizza. No way, Jose. Uh, in a similar vein, that leads me to number four, which is strawberries. Again, I've seen people put strawberries on a cheese and tomato sauce pizza. I know that you people might say that tomatoes are fruits or some wacky thing like that. Do not. Do not think for one second that a strawberry belongs on a cheese pizza. No, sir. Do not do it. You can put it on, like you were saying, strawberries and chocolate spread. That's fine. Do not put it on a cheese pizza. No, thank you. Get it out of here. And lastly, um, this one is more just because of the color and less because of the taste, even though the taste I've heard is not very good. But squid ink. Who is doing a black Who's going to eat a black colored pizza? I told you it was an isinophobe, friends. And just no squid ink. Forget the squid ink. Leave it at home. I, I'm not a fan. So put your chicken, put your bacon, um, put your mushrooms, put all those normal things that normal human beings put on it. But leave these, these lists off. Just forget about it. 
<laughs> I love how much we care about things that honestly no one gives like two hoots about. <laughs> but Logan will go to bed and he will sleep well tonight because he got that off his chest. Yep, I'm taken care of. I'm good. <laughs> All right. for him. <laughs> All right, so for part two of our episode uh, today, we are going to be doing some more um, football logos. So I have given Brendan four more logos. These are from the AFC South, as it's called in the NFL, the division. So these four teams are from there. Um, so if Brendan can use his his brain for South and in America, maybe he'll have some help here on what these team names are. Um, we can only hope. So I will turn it over to Brendan, uh, and you can look at the first one, give a description of what you what you think it is, and then uh, give me the name of where it's from and what you think it is. Okay, so for those of you who are listening to this for the first time, I've been progressively doing worse at these the more the weeks <laughs> have gone on. <laughs> okay, the first one shows a wild cash, and he's like, ah, he looks angry, he's got he is either a cheetah or a leopard. For the life mm. of me, I cannot tell the difference. <laughs> um, let me see. The, there's an L in leopard. There are two L's in Illinois. So maybe like the Illinois leopard. If it's a cheetah, it could be a pun on cheater. So what what state do I think it might be full of cheaters? Probably San Francisco, because they're all like, you know, high as kites on steroids and drugs. But I don't think they're they're not this out though. No offense if you want San Fran. Revival is coming. Jesus got you covered, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> oh golly, flip. The Illinois Leopards, because why not? Illinois Leopards. Oh, no, wait, uh, Illinois, that, that's entirely in the South. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. I said it. The Illinois Leopards. Illinois Leopards. They are the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are... Stop. The Jaguars are black. <laughs> <laughs> they are from... So Jacksonville is in Florida. Um, so that's where the South part comes in. And there was thoughts of moving them to London at one point. So they were going to be the London Jaguars at one point. Maybe they still will. Who knows? I come back to my point. But Jaguars are black. <laughs> Aren't yeah, they? It, it looks more like a cheetah than it does a Jaguar. I would. I, I think you're you're right on that. But for some reason, they think that's what a Jaguar looks like. I think I was right when I said cheetah, cheater. I think that was a fix. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> All right. On to the second one. What do you right. see? That's a good question. They look like three <laughs> things. Small, long, small. Um, but they seem to be in the shape of a T. There is a red star in the middle at the top. As well as under the tiny fangs, possibly blades. The stars are red. Hmm. They're in a navy circle, and that circle is in a white circle. And that circle is on fire. Blue, red, and navy fire. Um, T, Thunderbolt, Tennessee, Texas. Um, Texas touches Mexico. 
So assuming that these are all southern states, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, a ball on fire, a meteorite, the Texas meteorites, Texas meteors, Texas cosmos, Texas thunderstorm, Texas fireball, Texas stars. Why are there three stars? Because <laughs> Texas touch three states. Who knows? Um, why do they look like fangs and blades? I'm sure there is some degree of rationale. The Texas meteorites. Texas meteorites. Well, you did say where these people were from. They are the Tennessee Titans. Cast up the lights. Yes. <laughs> the, the T stands for Titans, and they're from Tennessee. Right. And what part of the circle and the fangs and the blaze and the fire in any way is indicative of Titans? Well, they've already got giants, so they couldn't make something huge and make again. <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Just, like, copyrighted an image from Hercules? Uh, well, Disney's quite... Uh, quite restrictive on their <laughs> trademarks. Uh, <so. laughs> okay. Tennessee's probably too conservative to be making any deals with Disney this minute time in it too. Okay. That's true too. Yeah. All right. On to number three. Right. Okay. <laughs> it looks like a bull whose head has been sliced in two. Um, one side is black it has a star for an eyeball, and the star is white. And the other half of the head is all bloodied and gory, um, given that, you know, it has been sliced in two. That's, yeah. that's allowed. Um, the Baltimore Bulls, the Michigan Minotaurs, the, I don't know, is there a place in... In South America, being with H. Um, yes, there is. Honor. Horny honor. Because, like, it's got horns. Um, starry, starry night. Um, Michigan Minotaur. Massachusetts Minotaur. Baltimore Bulls is Baltimore in the South. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Are all these in the South? Or have I just taken an ocean? Could be the former, could be the latter. Balls Bridge. Or is that a place in Ireland? <laughs> Don't even know anymore. Um... The Baltimore Bulls. Baltimore Bulls. These this team is from Texas. They are the Houston Texans. Ah, Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that place existed. Okay. But the picture does not look like whatever you'd think a Texan looks like. 
And there I thought all Texans were one-eyed, and their eyes looked like pentagrams, and they all walked around with their hair in a very particular shape, like, you know, <laughs> 1970s Wolverine. They all wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots and got buckles and spurs on and all that. Yeah, just to distract us from the actual horns. Yep. Surprised when they picked up in the water. <laughs> you know that you Ohioans will be picking up in the water, given the recent... <laughs> Train incidents. That's all right. On to number four. What what do you see? Um, Knowing my look at this game, probably a snake whose tail also ends in a snake. But I'm going to play it safe and assume that it is a navy blue. There is a word for it, and I'm an English teacher, and I can get this. Don't rush me. Horseshoe. (laughs) I was like, I know it's affiliated with horses, and they wear it on their feet. (laughs) Horseshoe. (laughs) You'd probably, you'd hardly have Texas again. Or maybe you would. Maybe you didn't put a lot of thought into this activity. And whatever image or site you get all these from, you just stole them all from the Texas section. I know they just hop in their like electronic bowls and go yeehaw in all the pubs, don't they? Not like what they do for fun or at barn parties. Uh, um, no, don't know any Texans. Well, that's not true. I do know Texans. Houston horseshoes, Texan horses, Texas riders. Hmm. I can't let imagine feminists letting people wear that name this day and age. <laughs> uh, Houston horseshoes, Texas riders, Texas shoes, Texas horses, Texas equine, Texas unicorns, throwing rings. Blech. The Texas riders. Texas. No, why would they be riding? They're playing football. <laughs> The Texas Riders. Uh, they are the Indianapolis Colts. Or are they, though? Or are they, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, their old logo used to be a horse that was, like, like bucking a rider off of it. Okay. So, you could, you could actually think it's a horse, but now they've just simplified it for the horseshoe U that has absolutely nothing to do with a colt other than it wears it, and nothing to do with Indianapolis. Colt. Colt. C-U-L. No, Colts, as in the younger horse. Yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. But how can you say they've simplified it if I didn't get it? In their attempt to simplify the logo, have they, in fact, made it more difficult? That, Mm -hmm. friends is your lesson for today. That's it. <laughs> Simplification That's it. isn't always more simple. <laughs> <laughs> if simplification leads to complications, what we have before us is an uglification. Yes. But I'm going to pipe and smoke it. <laughs> All right. So our Bible passage today, we are going to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5, 6, and 7. 
So this is what that says. Uh, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you become followers or became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all of Macedonia and Achaia who believe. All right, Brendan, what uh, what sticks out to you and what do you like about this section of passage? <clears throat> yeah, listen, we're talking about the gospel of grace here, the gospel of freedom, that all have fallen short to the glory of God. Okay, there's a massive beep there. That was my phone. <laughs> um, that... I don't know. What am I trying to say? i start that again. My phone just distracted me. <laughs> yeah, so the gospel of grace here. <laughs> um, which... <laughs> this is going to be uh, really fun to edit afterwards. I'll just leave it as it is. Just leave it as um, it is. Just leave it as it is. Who actually cares anymore? (laughs) Which is that, you know, all have fallen short of the glory of God, all have sinned, all have rebelled against a holy God and his holy edicts. Yet Jesus came and lived the life we refused to. He died the death that all of us deserved. You know, I I know we like to insult Barabbas, Judas Iscariot, the even Jesus left. Friends, every single one of us should have been up on that tree. Let's just be honest. But that's the grace of God to say, no, I'll take it for you. I'll take the pain. I'll take your sin. I'll take your suffering. I'll take your shame. And he dealt with it. He's not still carrying them. He came out of that grave in freedom. He ran out of that grave. And the same way we get to run out of our graves too. By trading our sickness, our pain, our suffering, our shame, our embarrassment for his whole, total, complete, new, revolutionary life. And sometimes it can feel very intimidating trying to tell people what that looks like. Because it's not of us, it's of God. You can rationalize earthly things, but this is a supernatural, godly thing. So sometimes it's hard to put into words. But Paul said that they did it, empowered by Holy Spirit and deep conviction. And sometimes you have to say, (laughs) maybe more than sometimes, Holy Spirit, this is my tongue. You made it. It's yours. I will open my mouth. You speak. You tell the people what you need them to hear. And it's just your way of putting Jesus in the driver's seat, giving Holy Spirit total control to do what he needs to do, to say what he needs to say, to whom he needs to say it on a given day. That was not supposed to rhyme. Um, And he has this remarkable way, friends, of finding the back door to someone's heart, even though... The front door of their soul might be very closed off instinctively to the gospel. Um, But also there's an emphasis here on right living and being moral believers and model citizens of the Lord's kingdom. 
And just know that while our salvation is not grounded in works, and your salvation, your your good works don't win you salvation, they might contribute very heavily to someone else's. Mm-hmm. If you are not doing your best to live in unity and peace with others. And listen, there are times to call out crap. There are times to call out sin. We shouldn't tolerate the enemy's works in our zones. But you people need to see that anything you say and do comes from a love of Jesus and a love of people. Mm -hmm. And when you do that with authority, with boldness, with consistency... Because they might not appreciate the first time you say you do it, when they see it's this this is who you are. Gradually many will come to accept it more easily. Um they will see Christ in you and Holy Spirit in you, even if they can't articulate it. I know now I'm at work, I've got colleagues who call me the pastor of my school. <laughs> I've got colleagues who say are you feeling unwell today? Do you think you've got COVID? Do you think you've got this and the other? And they say, go sit beside Brendan. There's an aura around him. He doesn't get sick. Yeah. <laughs> when you're around Brendan, you're going to be okay. Um, and, you know, I've always been sick. I used to have terrible health. But when I became friends with Brendan, that decreased so, so much. And they're not all humble enough to say that actually it's a hedge of protection from Jesus. And I tell them that's what it is. In all our ways, we acknowledge him. But in their own way, to their own mm. elemental level of understanding, they identify there's something different when I'm in the room as God's representative. So in terms of evangelizing, know it's about Holy Spirit and not you, but you need to be a willing vessel and just be brave enough to be used by God and obedient enough to open your mouth and speak. Let Holy Spirit do the talking, give him permission, let him know that. And then with regards to impressing people and getting their attention, that will by and large come through your right living. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a cliche, but it is true. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So, Logan, as you read First Thessalonians 1, 5 to 7, what does Holy Spirit impress in your heart to share with God's kids? Yeah, um, I think I think you did a good job of that. I The first thing that reminded me of was we've just gone through, of course, um, Resurrection Sunday. And as we think about Resurrection Sunday and the things that happened after you think about the disciples and how Jesus appeared to them and... Uh, then the Holy Spirit came upon them. Um, and I had just recently sent a video to Brendan about the disciples and them saying, oh, we're going to fake. It was it was one of those Babylon, Babylon Bees Bee. that is uh, <laughs> faking or making fun of a situation. Mm, but basically, uh, it's there's there's thoughts and there's people out there who will genuinely say, well, the disciples faked, you know, everything. They grabbed Jesus's body. And they buried it somewhere or moved it else somewhere. Um, but if you watch the video, 
they're basically going, okay, so what do we get out of that? Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. What, what's going to happen? And uh, the the leader who was played playing uh, Peter just goes, we're going to get brutally murdered. Um, so yeah. basically, one of the ways of proof that Jesus' resurrection is true is his followers all died brutal deaths and never recanted what they saw. Um, you you don't find that. Like, you if you... <laughs> There's somebody who made a comment about uh, Richard Nixon and Watergate scandal, and he said 12 people were involved in that, and none of them, and all of them started ratting on other people in the group. So, like, in a in a lying situation, you're gonna self-preservation before you'd ever mm-hmm. recant or do anything like that. So the fact that none of them recanted and changed their mind or uh, rejected Christ in their death. Yeah. Um, just proves how true it is. And so that's the sort of thing of what the power that the Holy spirit brings that he brings into our lives. that changes us from who we were to who we now will be. Um, mm. And I think a lot of us put handicaps or limits on what the Holy spirit does in our lives. Um, so, you know, maybe you struggle with a specific sin and I've, I've been here, I've done this. Um, but you're like, Oh, there's no way the Holy spirit can't overcome that. Like I'm not going to get rid of that sin ever. Yeah, you can. Cause the Holy spirit is powerful and is able right. to do those kind of things. Um, you just have to put your trust in him and let go of what that sin is. Let it put it in his hands and realize that Christ and God are so much better than what that is. Um, and you know, just continuing through this, the joy of the Holy spirit. I think a lot of us are not very joyful when it comes to, anything in this world and in this life, we're kind of at best getting through and at worst uh, suffering or making ourselves miserable in the process. And we need to have joy and we only get that from the Holy Spirit and that joy changes us. There's a, there's a difference and people should notice a difference in who we are and, uh, and what we do and what we think, what we talk about, how we act. Um, and Paul, uh, Silas and Timothy were those examples. Um, and uh, as as they had just shown good examples, then they duplicated good examples. Um, by by living a right life, by being an example, you, you set that um, because you never know who's watching. You never know who's following in your footsteps. You never know who goes, man, they're really cool or they're really uh, following after God and I want to be that way. You never know who's doing that and you never know who's watching you. And so that's why uh, we want to be good examples. We want to be good followers of Christ because we've got people following us. We want to make them good followers too. And uh, it's just a duplication uh, process. Christ says duplicate. Replicate what you've seen and duplicate other in others the Holy Spirit and do your best in that. Now, God does the work in that. But at the same time, we do have a, a role and a part to play in it. And so that's not a that's not a reason to just slag it off on somebody else. Well, they'll disciple or they'll take care of those people. You know, somebody else will come along. Um, God has given you a role and a purpose in each and every person in life that you're a part of. And your job with those people are to be the best example and light you can for Christ. So do that this week. Do that today. Um, no m- matter what's going on, be a good example for him um, and uh, follow God's word. And that will help you in your walk in your life today. 
Um, so with that, uh, I'll close this quickly in prayer, and then we will uh, get on our way this afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to us. Dear Lord, we're thankful for this day. We're thankful that you are uh, our Lord, you are supreme, your ruler, um, and Lord, we're thankful for that. We just pray that you, your Holy Spirit would go forth from our message and our, our chat this, this afternoon, that it would affect all those who listen. Um, that you would create a peace, a calm, a joy in them, and they, they would be able to share a boldness, um, have a boldness to share your their belief and trust in you. Help them to do that. Help them to let go of the things that so easily entrap each and every one of us, um, and that they would be more and more like you every single day that we uh, are here on this earth, because really the goal and what we're hoping for is to be with you one day forever in eternity. So Lord, I pray that you bring that quickly. Um, but as we're still here, that you would give us the role and purposes we need to do to achieve your missions that you have for us here. Um, in Jesus name. Amen. 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 God. Thank you so much for joining. Um, we will see you next week and maybe it will be with a new ad. So <laughs> <laughs> see you later, friends. Have a great Bye, week. Friends.